So I believe that I don't need to ask who is happy to be here. I believe everybody is. I wanted to um, let's just start by praying because I I feel like if there's there's if God if God won't be here then there's no point for anybody speaking for anybody listening and we just need Him like like never before. Okay, let's pray. God, we just thank you that you have already started talking to us, started changing us, started doing something in us, Lord. And Father, we we will do everything we can to keep your your gentle presence, your your presence that that's so easy to lose, God. We're gonna protect it, guard it, God. We're gonna keep hold of it, God. Take hold of it and and keep it dear to us and close to us. And and God, we just ask you to keep pouring into us, Lord, to keep giving, giving us, to, to speak to us, to change us, to work with us, because we so need you. We know that without you, we're, we're, we're really dead. There's no life without you, Father. And everything I'll be saying today, and I ask you so that it would come across the way you wanted it, Lord, so that it would be exactly what you want, Lord, and it would be to the people that you want, Lord, so that to each it would be their own, God, so that everyone would receive something from you today, Lord. And I thank you already in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, I don't know. I, I, when I was getting ready for this, I was, it's, you know, it's one of those things when you get something from God and you're so afraid to, to lose it that you don't even want to do anything. You don't want to, like, move. And, and I'm afraid that I'm going to break this right now, but... I, I I was like God. I don't even want to make jokes when I'm going to be preaching. Like I, you know, I don't know if that's right or not. It, you know, you, probably somebody will say, "Oh, that's wrong. That's religious or whatever." But you know, if there will be jokes, that's fine. But you know, I I wouldn't want them. I this is something that, you know, that you know, you just don't want to. I don't want to lose. For, so, but anyway, this is. This is exactly what Dima started. It seems like the whole thing started out with, with like, what Dima was, you know, praying, and then the songs, and then Dima was started talking about one-on-one, and that's exactly what I want to talk about is, is one-on-one, when we're just by ourselves, one-on-one with, with God, um, you know, what's happening there, and, and what that's like in our lives. And one of the words that, that, that God was saying to me, you know, it's like, I, I don't know, it just happens to me, like, God says a word, and then I start, you know, starting, God, what does that word mean? Why did you mention it? Why did you bring it up in my memory? What is it for? What does that mean? What is it about? And one of those words that that was going through my mind the last couple of weeks was duplicity. And, and I looked up a definition for that, and it's amazing that the first thing that, that came up was dishonest behavior that is meant to trick someone. And before that, God told me duplicity is, some, is when, you know, I believe God has better definitions than the dictionary, to be honest with you. It's sometimes, you know, it's like when God says it, it's just like hitting the nail on the head. God told me, you, duplicity, it's, I mean, we're going to talk more about it, but it's like, it's when you duplicate something. When you duplicate something for the reason of of um, of deceiving somebody, right? Pretty much the same definition, but it has a little twist to it. And what I want to say is, why would anybody duplicate somebody? 
right? Like, you know, there are people that, that want to appear rich. There are people that want to appear beautiful. There are people that want to appear smart, whatever, right? It's because people want to be perceived for what they are not, right? And there's, there's a big problem. God has a really big problem with that. I'll tell you this. He calls it hypocrisy. So um, the reason I'm bringing this up, I'm not speaking to anybody, or I'm speaking to everybody, I guess. I'm speaking to myself. I know that this message is, is applying to myself just as for anybody else. And I know I can become a hypocrite if I'll, if I'll let it slide. If I'll start letting things slide, I'll become a hypocrite. If I'll decide to not listen to what is being told into my life, I'll become a hypocrite. The next time that God wants to change me and he starts pressing me maybe, because that's what needed to wake me up, and I'll, I'll ignore it, or, or I'll try to find something else to entertain me and forget it, I'll become, I'll start duplicating somebody. And when somebody will come and say to me, how are you doing? I'll say, I'm doing all right. You know, I'll put a smile on my face. Inside, I maybe, I maybe won't be happy. I maybe will be struggling with sin or with problems or with, with depression, but I'll make it look like I'm good. Right? And, and I don't know, I think this is, like, this is like everybody's natural gift. That Everybody is gifted in this, it looks like. It, very rarely you find people that just, you know, what's in their heart is on their face and on their lips. Usually those people are in big trouble. <laughs> Always, right? But, but, you know, I believe that this is, one of the, this is one of those cases where with God this is exactly how you have to be. This is exactly how you have to be. Because if you, you can fool people, I can fool people. I know that. And, and I know everybody. We can fool each other very easily. It doesn't take, lot, take, take a lot. But we can be, you know, we can deceive each other. But, but God is not somebody who can be deceived. And, and what I was thinking about, the main kind of the, the key thought is that this, this um, you know, it's different different word and different or different term describes it in different versions of the Bible or even Russian and English. It, it's prayer closet, you know, the secret place, tajna komnata. So it's like there's, you know, whatever you want to describe it, you know what that is, right? It's when we, when we sing that song, uh, so it's like when everybody is gone, the question is where are you going, right? So... I know there's, you know, like, to put it simple, there's a couple of, couple of ways to think about it. You say, you can say, when everybody's gone, or when I'm finally done with youth or church, I can finally go home and watch movies and read my articles and, and read up on the new iPhone or something else, right? Or you say, when I'm finally done with this, with this vanity, when, when this, with this futility, I can go and talk to my God. Like, which one are you? I mean, which, what are you when everything is done? I mean, like, if you, if you find yourself dreaming, I, I, I realize that when I dream, you know, it's, it's nice to dream because God dreams, and, 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 I, and I believe that he sees things about us. He dreams about us. And I was, I was like, how am I going to, let, let me, you know, make this dream mutual. I'm going to dream about him. And, and I was like, when you dream, you know, you have no limitations, right? Time. You know, physical abilities, you know, finances, uh, you know, whatever. 
none of it is present, right? The limits are removed. And, and, and I started, and I was like, what would I really, like the best dream, what would it be? And I'll be honest with you, I, it was, it's selfish. I'm not like Apostle Paul where he says, you know, I'd, I'd rather be excluded so my brothers could be saved, right? I don't have that. I don't have that. <laughs> Honestly, I don't have that. I was, I've, every time I read it, I guess like who could ever say that in their sane mind? Like who is, I mean like how could you want, how could you even dare to say that I want to be, I want to be torn apart from, 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 you know, from Christ so that others would be saved? I really don't know. I mean, I don't even know how you could, like, you know, maybe die for somebody, maybe to save somebody, right? But, but, but to, like, to eternally be in hell so somebody could be saved, I don't know. Like, I honestly. So, so when I started dreaming, I was like, the best dream for me would probably be if myself, my wife, and my kids, my relatives would be in heaven with God, you know? I was like, I'd be, I mean, I would give up everything I have here in a second. Like, I wouldn't even blink an eye, honestly. All the potential, whatever that would be, you know, you know, own, you know, 10% of the Apple stock or the Alibaba stock, whatever. I'd give it up. I mean, the sweetest of these lives, of this life, I would give it up. I would not compare it to anything, right? And I just noticed that. Sometimes we start talking about, you know, we start looking, we start talking about um, cars, or I mean, like I know what guys talk about, I don't know what girls talk about, I, a little bit, but not a lot. But like guys start talking about cars or phones or businesses or, or I mean, there's a ton of things, right? You can talk about, and and we start thinking that God is, you know, God is, you know, cool, but it's really not as interesting as you, you know, as talking about a Tesla. Or talking about iPhone six and all of the stuff that it can do and 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 whatever else they can do in iPhone eight and ten and whatever, but we start forgetting that God has created the man that have created that stuff, so it's really a very limited version that created those things that we are fascinated by, and we will probably never be able to learn even one percent of all the knowledge and things that are in this world, right. I mean, it's like, go try to learn the 50 states, right? It's, it's already hard enough to remember where they are located and all that stuff. Try to remember all the capitals of the states, and then try to remember all the countries in the world, and pretty easily you start getting lost. And, and Marina and I were talking about it. We were thinking, we were like, it's like, what is it like to know all of the geography? Like, because God, God knows it all. He knows everything. Like, what is it like? And, and you realize that you can't even comprehend it, right? It's, it's like you are, the minute you try to start to understand it, you realize that you're done. And this is just one subject. It's, it's, you, just, you don't even want to start. I mean, it's so massive, you don't even want to start with it. And I'm just, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of things that you, a lot of topics we can touch on, but I was, I know that, you know, fear of God is one of the things that helps us to see God. And I was talking about it, like, some time ago, right? But, but the secret place, that thing, what, I mean, I, don't, I know you guys know what I'm talking about, each one of you. And I know every single person has that secret place. Whether you go into a room or it's when, you know, when, the, when everybody is sleeping and you're down and uh, in your bed and you're just thinking about something or... 
you know, it's, it's different things for everybody. But what's in, what is in that secret place? place? And I just want to read about it in Matthew 6, 6 uh, verses 5 through 7. It says, And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you that they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees secret will reward you openly. When you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Right? It's like we can pray a lot, we can, we can talk a lot, we can do stuff, like this and this and this way, and then then he tells them how to pray actually, and he he talks about the um, that prayer, the Lord's prayer, right? The way how, I mean, there are some things that you don't want to pray. Like it says, "Give me my daily bread," right? You, you we want way more than daily bread. We want lots of good stuff. We don't want just the daily bread, right? And then and then it says, "Forgive me as I forgive those who sin against me," pretty much, right? Do you really want to be forgiven that way? Right, it, and it starts, and he starts touching on those things that, that, that are deep inside that only we know. Who knows beside me how I forgive others? I mean, I can sound like I love everybody. I am ready to hug everybody. I'm ready to die for for all of them. I can even say that I'm ready to, you know, give up my salvation so that they can be saved. And what does that mean, right? It God only God knows, and 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 the prayer that he was given them, it's supposed to be men in the secret place and to be saying those things. So kind of you know, two qualifications, right? But who can really go into their secret place and pray that prayer and really mean it, mean it from, from, you know, from start to end? Proverbs nineteen twenty one through 23 says, There are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel that will stand. What is desired in a man is kindness, and a poor man is better than a liar. And, and it's like, a poor man is better than a liar. You know, I really understand that so well. Because, you know, a liar, I mean, you can, liars can be, you know, come in different flavors, right? But, the, you know, usually that means it's a person who gives up what is not for what it is, you know, what is, I'm confusing myself. It's a person who is, who is a hypocrite pretty much. Because they lie to you about something, they say that something is true when it's really not. And it's usually people that, that are really of a high opinion of themselves, they try to present themselves, they, they try to build on something that won't last. And it says a poor person is better than that, than a liar. And I'll tell you, there's so many poor people that are honest that I would rather choose to be with and, and be like them than people that are rich and successful, but, but they are, you know, they're, they're just not honest. And then it says, next verse, 23, it says, The fear of the Lord leads to life, and he who has it will abide in satisfaction. He will not be visited with evil. So that's one of those things that I was talking about. If you, when we have the fear of the Lord, we start realizing who God really is. I mean, to only, the only way to get the fear of the Lord is to start understanding. Try to open up your mind and understand. And God will definitely give you wisdom to understand who he is. He will let you find him. And it says, he who has it will abide in satisfaction. And a person who is satisfied doesn't need to present 
what, you know, falls for truth. Mark 7, 20, 23. And he said, What comes out of a man, that defiles a man. From, for from within, out of the heart of man, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile a man. So, sometimes, you know, as I said, you know, we think sometimes that, oh, I'm doing this thing. You know, I I did this uh, and and I sinned. Uh, You know, whatever that is for you, you know, everybody knows. Whoever is struggling with a sin or trying to overcome something, change your character or, you know, stop being angry or getting mad and upset. It's, um, we think that, you know, we think that when you got angry and you yelled at somebody or you were rude with somebody or you did something else, we think that that is the sin, right? But it says, it says, for from within, out of the heart of man, that's where it all comes out of. And it's, it's what's happening in that secret place. When you go to that secret place, are you... Are you there praying for God to change you and, 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 and to give you love for others and to really, to really to be crushed if needed, for God to search your heart and, and tell you who you really are and what you really stand on and what you, what, where you really are following? Or, or are you thinking there how mad you are about somebody or how, 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 you, how you are jealous of somebody's, you know, whatever they have or whatever they achieved, whatever they've done? It's what's in that secret place when that, what, feel, what, what you fill up yourself with. And when you're in that secret place, that's what will spill out whenever you will, whenever you'll be pressed. And, you know, as, as, a, as an example, I was, uh, Marina and I were on a beach once. And, and there was this weird, weirdest seaweed I've ever seen. You know, it, it looked like, you know, huge leaves pointless. I mean, they, they were like for nothing. I mean, it's like a, a plant for nothing. I mean, I, don't, I really don't know. It's like only to trap kids and pull them away into the ocean, right? It's like, I don't know, because I, I was trapped into it. Because they were, it was heavy, okay? It was pulling hard. But anyway, it was, it had those, you know, I don't know what they're called, like something like looked like a fruit or, you know, it's like it looks, looked really meaty. It's like there had to be something inside like it looked heavy and it hard to touch, you know. But but when you step on it, it just and it opens up and there is air inside, and that's it. And I was like, I mean, how is it that it's empty? I mean, it's like it looks like it's it like it's just perfect, right? It's like it has to have something inside. It has to. I mean, it's like it's like it looks perfect. I mean, it has to have something inside. It has to have some content. It had no content inside. And sometimes, you know, I know that, you know, those things that look really beautiful and, and wonderful, they, they can have poison and, you know, deadly stuff in it. And, and it's like, this is, this is what it is. It, it, you know, the Bible talked about it before, you know, the science went there. It, it's like, what's inside, right? And we heard, um, I remember it was Dina, uh, from Israel that was preaching about it, about olives, right? She was saying that olives, and we've seen it in Israel when we went, it's olives right there, you know, when you press them, comes out oil. Right? And the harder you press them, better, finer oil comes out of it. And 
And I was thinking, man, how I want to be an, an oil, <laughs> how I want to be, how I want to be an olive like that, that maybe doesn't look that pretty, yet, but, you know, you press it and something good comes out of it. How I don't want to be when I'm pressed so that there will be something that, you know, a murder, right? And Jesus said that if you are mad at your brother, then it's like a murder. So how I want to have, to have something in me that, that comes out really beautiful in God's eyes. And one thing that I, I realized that where that comes from or how, you know, what is the process to get to that? What is the process to be filled with that good stuff? I noticed that it's really hard to do it yourself. It, it's, it's very often it's something from the outside that influences you that makes you seek that good stuff, makes you seek something or produce something that, um, that's good in God's eyes. And it's not, you know, it's like, I mean, an olive, right? If you look at it, like, how would, I mean, you, you look at that stone that crushes it, it's huge. And there's no comparison, one of that olive to that stone, right? It crushes it mercilessly, and it's gone, if you think about it. And I started reading about Revelation. It's kind of long. Uh, it's the end of uh, chapter 20, book of Revelations. And we're going to read into, from verse 11 into verse 4 of the next chapter. So I just want to read it so we get the picture. Um, so t- Revelation, Revelation twenty eleven says, Then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on, a, on it, from, those from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the book. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, one according, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So I want, I want to stop there for a second. I, I, I have talked to some people, and, you know, some people, you know, they're not here, the, one, the people that I talked to, so don't think that I'm talking about you, okay? Which is, if you feel that, then maybe God is talking to you, but I'm not talking about you specifically. I promise that I'm not talking about anybody right now in, in, in particular. But, you know what, it seems to me, I've noticed that sometimes we say, I'm going to do this. And then somebody comes up to you and says, hey, this is wrong. Or you feel there's something wrong inside of you, right? It's God, like God is telling you, don't do this. This is not right for you to do. I don't want you to do this. And then you go, well, that man of God does it. And they are okay. You know, they're fine. How come I cannot do that? And you know what God told me? God said, I have written it down because it's pretty good. And God said, you can't, you can't never use an example of someone else's, someone, else's, someone else's example as a justification. First of all, they're still alive. They haven't answered before God. Okay? And, and that's already pretty deep. I mean, even for me, that was a good revelation. You know, they're still alive. They did not give account for what they were doing. And even if, they go into the heaven and they clear it and, you know, 
some people think if Peter will be letting them in, he'll say, come on in. You know, it's all fine. Doesn't mean that you can duplicate that. Does not mean that. And and I I just want to give you this uh, this truth. It's it's hard. It's painful. It's not not not. You know, I mean, probably don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. But it's like you take Billy Graham, right? He's great man of God, right? As far as we know, from what we've seen. I mean, we don't we don't know his heart, even though we can judge by the fruits. But you know, we don't know the true really heart. I mean, you don't know exactly what's in the man's heart, right? But still, you take him and you subscribe to his newsletter. If he's, when he goes to heaven, he's not going to say, Lord, everybody who's in my newsletter list, they're also saved, okay? And the Lord says, okay. Right? It's not going to be like that. I, I'm, just, I'm just being real with you. And, and, and another thing, if it costs him Whatever it costs him, first of all, we don't know what it costs him to be where he is. And, and, and second of all, I can bet that somebody, take anybody in this room, including myself, for us to be at the level of holiness and righteousness that God wants us to be, it will cost exactly the same amount. It will cost exactly the same effort as it is for Billy Graham to be where God asked him to be. So it's not like if you're getting holier or if you're getting to do this or, you know, it's not like you're going to, it's going to, all, all of a sudden, it's, it, you know, standards are going to get lowered or it's going to get easier or, you know, you're just, you know, it's like when you go up the hill and now it's evened out and then later in life it's down the hill, right? It's not like that. It's not ever going to get easier. Um, so let's go back to Revelation Chapter 21 and verse 1. It says, John says, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming, out, coming down out of the heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And then next goes the verse that I read and I didn't really understand until today this way. It says, And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no sorrow, no crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. And I was like, so that's the people that remained, that passed the test, that cleared it, right? And I was like, why is he talking about death and tears and crying and, and pain? And that's, that's when it struck me is that, you know, we think, we might think that it's just easy to get into the heaven, that it's easy to, to live a holy life, that it's easy to overcome things. We might think it's easy, but it's nothing but death and pain and crying and, and sorrow it's nothing but that. And, and you know what I mean when I'm, when I'm talking about it? I know that, I know there are some, some people will have to, you know, maybe right now, people who are here, maybe in the future, maybe people that will come in the future, there will be times when they will have to give up a job they have. They'll have to give up a relationship they have. You think it hurts to break up a friendship that you have for five years? I bet it does. Um have to give up things that they're used to. Somebody will have to give up 
you know, everything they have. Somebody will have to give up a life, maybe. I don't know. But, but it's like, it's like, why would you ever, I know people, I know the way people are, right? It's like, we, we never want to move unless there is a reason, right? I, I, it's, you just think, just think about it for a moment. Why would you ever get up? Like, if you're sit, seated, you know, it's nice, you're warm, comfortable, you don't want to get up unless you want to go to the restroom or you're hungry or you need to go to work because if you don't, you will be hungry, right? <laughs> or it's like, it's one of those things. Some things motivate us. I mean, and it's not, it's, it, there is a reason for that. And, and I was, I don't know, I think that if you, if you really try to live this life holy, if you really try to live this life with, you know, with where you can stand before God and, and, and expect or hope to hear those words where God says, good and faithful servant, right? I bet there will be a lot of crying. I know there will be a lot of crying. I can, I can guarantee that, that every one of us who wants to do that will, will be on our knees at one day, you know? And, that, and it depends how you'll be on your knees. If you will be before God, you know, turning back to Him for hope again, or if it will be that you that that devil just put you on your knees because you know he he took hold of you. I mean he he you know took the better of you, right? So it's like, what will be that? I, I'll be honest with you. I I'd rather be on my knees before God any any time any day. I would take that, and and I know that there will be situations when when you will be. It's kind of like there's it's double sided, right? It's it's very easy usually to be before on your knees before God when you're hurt and when you're despised and when you're in trouble and when you're go and something's going wrong and bad and you can't control it. But then when it's all good, it's much harder to go and stand on your knees before God. It's it's we need to learn we need to learn to understand that no matter how good things get they will be. They will still pass away. It's like I was. I mean, I. I don't. I don't want to put you on the spot, Andre. But I was just thinking about you guys are getting married, and and I was thinking about you know our marriage, and, and I was like, this is nice right now, right? You're gonna have a wedding tomorrow. It's gonna be all you know fancy and you know a lot of purple color. I see, and uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be nice, right? It's gonna be. It's a great thing. It's a celebration. But but I was like. If, if, if they are not building on, on God's, on godly foundation, even that, even like the most cute and fun, fun you know, funnest, exciting, beautiful thing in life, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come, you know, come trum- crumbling down, right? It's the same truth for me and Marina and for any marriage, for anything you do. And I was just thinking about it. I was thinking, what is the point of building something if it will be destroyed, if it will be... If, if it will be shaken and it will not stand. It's like we can build the facade, we can make it look, we can, you know, it's so easy to make things look. People are easily deceived. <laughs> I know that. We, you know, there, you know, there's so many people deceived right now. It's very easy to present something for what it's not, and then people will believe it. They will even praise, praise you and say, good job. But then in sight, what is it in sight, right? When we go back to that secret place, when everything's gone, when everything's done, where is it? I mean, when you have a lot and when you have nothing. When you are doing the things you were dreaming you could ever do in your life and when you're doing things you hate to do. 
I mean, what, what, how are you going to feel? How are you going to feel in each one of those? And that's something that I, I, I really don't have much more to say, to be honest, but I want to pray. And, and what I want to pray about is if anybody at all feels like they want to come up front and pray up front, do that. Because, I mean, I can read the Word of God. I can say the truth, which, you know, I think is the best thing that anybody can do to you is tell you the truth, tell you the, you know, the, the most true truth that there exists is the Word of God, right? But that I can't change anybody. I can't even change myself. Nobody can change anybody. Nobody can help you. But I just want to, I know that it's hard you know, there are times when it's hard. You want to you want to be honest with God, and maybe you even can't. Or you want to love God, and, and maybe you can't. And I, I, I learned, you know, from one person, I learned that it's okay to ask God to teach you to love Him. I, I, I know that worked in my life, too, you know. And, and that's, what, that's exactly what I want to do. If we, if we want to, you know, if we want to, get more real with God, if we want to change how we are with God, if we want to change, if, we, if you feel that that's what's needed, then, then we're going to be praying. And if you, and I, don't, I honestly don't expect anything. I just, I just expect God. That's all I wanted. That's, that's all I was expecting for today, honestly. And, and if it's a long prayer, it will be a long prayer. If it's a short prayer, it will be a short prayer. It, to me, it doesn't matter. I just, I just care for God to be here and for, for Him to have His will and His way. If we can turn off the lights and let's just stand up, let's close our eyes and I just I just want to in our hearts I want us to see God right now. I want I want to ask him to be here. I want to ask him to speak to us because you know what what he can tell us, no human will tell us. What he can do to us Nothing in this world will do that to us. How, how He can make us feel and be and, and how well He can make us. You know, they will never find that anywhere else. You know, one day, I know that one day the world will end and, and there will be nothing left on this, on this, in this world. There will be no houses, no cars, no jobs, nothing that we've built, nothing that we've cared for. The church we know, the places we've gone to, we know everything, every, everything we know will be gone. But, but our relationship with God, with God will survive. That will, that will survive through that. And, and it will stay. And even in that new Jerusalem that I was talking about, what will stay is how far we've come along in God and, and, and how many nights we've spent with Him. Maybe when everybody was sleeping, when nobody knew that we're feeling bad or that we're lonely or that we're, you know, we have a void that we need Him to fill. It's... it's it will be what, what, you know, how we lived with Him. It, it will not be how we lived among, among people and, and in the houses and, and what we've done in this life. All of that will be gone. All of that will be gone. It, it will be just, just you and Him.